So I'm Carol Sanford, and the reason I said that I'm an educator, I don't call myself a consultant because I don't think I have answers. I think I have ways to think about things that really matter. So a lot of what I do with business is building critical thinking skills. Let me give you an example of what that means and how it can influence the capacity and capability of an organization to think more systemically, which everyone here has referred to. So if you, I'm going to give you a, a 30 second history of business. So if you go recent, recent in uh, the world, there were craftspeople who knew everybody who used their goods. They knew the sourcing, the folks who sourced it. In fact, sometimes they sourced the entire thing to make a leather jacket, raise the cow. And they also knew the family and how they lived. Then we had the Industrial Revolution, and suddenly we grew massively and grew distance, and we had no idea how we impacted others. About 20 years ago, it got to be really important to talk about we had to reduce the harm that we have. And part of that was reducing it <clears throat> in what I call supply systems, not supply chains, and reducing it in uh, the impact of waste uh, and a variety of other things. Recently, in the last two years, I've been hearing people say, well, we've got to not just do less harm. We've got to, you know, actually do good. And I'm going to invite you to say that's not even close to the right place to stop, and I'll give you uh, some examples of what businesses are doing. But I think that the place to strive for is realizing potential. Now, let me do a quick example of just your child in your household. If your children... Uh, you were looking at them and you said, well, <clears throat> I must yell at them less often. I have to stop criticizing. I have to be absent less. All of that is doing less harm. You could also say, well, I ought to be good. I ought to take them out. I ought to do things. I ought to do their homework with them. And that's definitely better than yelling and slowing it down. But if I ask you to tell me the name of your child and what really makes them light up, where do you see them going with their future? How is it you would engage them in a way that everything they're about comes alive and it gets to make a difference everywhere they go and they are not fighting somebody else's standard of what they ought to be, but they're figuring out who they are and where they want to go. I think that is a metaphor which translates exactly to how I invite businesses to think. And there are ways that you can answer that question, because realizing potential sounds vague, right? Everybody agree, realize potential? Yeah, sounds good. So let me tell you what we did in South Africa with Colgate Palmolive, because I want to go to a tough example to know that it doesn't just happen in the United States. We asked three questions to figure out whether the consumer and the end user is going to be able to realize their potential from what Colgate was doing in South Africa. And by the way, this was during the transition out of apartheid, which we're still transitioning out of, but it was the beginning of the movement of that. We asked every operator, every research person, every person who was in Colgate, and including all of their suppliers, to answer these three questions. What would Colgate do if we were going to move personal agency for every human being here? because that's how you realize potential, personal agency. I can get up, I can go do things, I can make things happen. We asked them to find how would you help each person realize their essence, know uniquely and distinctively who they were, and make a difference in the world. Now we're talking about Soweto and Alexandria Township, remember? People who have aluminum, if anything, on their roofs and they sleep on dirt floors. So this sounds a little weird, right? But I assure you, we got there. Then you ask the question, how is it that they are able to contribute and make a difference? Now the reason those three questions is because I believe those are the kind of the global imperatives of what it means to be responsible with users. Are we moving 
removing their personal agency. So we had, I'm going to tell you, Isaac Michiel told some of you this story before, said what we need to do is make it possible for each person to have their own economic control. We set up so that the women in the townships became the uh, educators, along with Dennis helping them, of how oral health works. Because that's what Isaac saw. He said people can't have personal agency when their health doesn't work. And if their health works, then what they can do is they can make lots happen. Now, what do they have to have to do that? They have to have transparency. They have to have capability. They have to have lots of things. And in each case, Isaac worked to have the women who were setting up these small businesses find their way and what they wanted to do, expression of personal essence. And finally, they were able to contribute because they were able to create health in the community. It, it allowed actually the basis of total toothpaste to be formed right there in South Africa as an idea of how it is that you could bring a significant change. You can do the same kind of three questions around all the stakeholders I talk about, but I think the real challenge is to ask questions about how do we realize potential, not just do good, and certainly not do less harm. Let me give you one more example of how you can ask the realized potential, because you get it when I say your kids, right? Absolutely, you get it. Well, the same thing is true of Earth. <laughs> you can ask, what is it that, uh, what's the role that any aspect of Earth is playing? If you go look in a watershed, there's a particular role that is being played there that makes that watershed healthy in all of the aspects of it. And how do we engage with it so that it stays healthy and vital? And we can ask, are we being unique and distinctive? So one of the things, I don't advocate very often. I don't go tell people what they ought to think. But one of the things I do advocate for is understanding that every place is unique. Each place has a story. And instead of creating best practices, which I hate, <laughs> because they lose uniqueness, and instead of doing it certainly in a watershed or a life shed, we ask, what is this watershed like? Including, you know, Jared over there on the coast. That watershed is very different than the watershed here where you are in Seattle, and you have to engage it differently. So you can't be responsible if you have best practices that go across everything. You have to, how do you connect with a local area? And the last question you can ask is, Earth have capacity for evolution? That's what it's doing, right? I mean, just like your child is evolving and growing, and like we are, so is Earth. And Earth needs that capacity. And one of the questions we ask is, as a business, is everything we're doing engaging Earth in a way that her capacity for evolution is greater and greater? So for me, I get a little worried when we do a lot of the less harm and we get standards and we pursue all of those. And we don't ask, how do we have all of those stakeholders? realize potential that's much greater, that's unique, and for each of us can be more unique. I'm all for doing good, but I know so often doing good is a little bit of a makeup for guilt for doing some bad. And so I want to hear people talking about going from not just less bad to good, but why don't we just go all the way to realizing potential of every living system.